It's Cardboard Time, episode number 63, and I'm your host, Arwen Kathke. On today's episode, we'll be discussing Distilled and what I'm looking forward to at Origins Game Fair coming up so quickly. As I'm recording this, we're less than a week and a half away, uh, almost like a week away at this point, and I'm kind of nervous because I have not prepared anything that I need to, uh, other than the games I'm going to be taking to the game fair to sell in the flea market. I'm excited to get rid of some of those because some of those are shelf of shame games. So speaking of that shelf of shame, uh, let's do a little update here. The games I acquired, I got five of them. Uh, the first being Seas of Havoc. Uh, that was a Kickstarter that I got in the mail. Uh, I've already punched that out and already I'm having issues with the insert on that one. Uh, the game looks fun in and of itself, uh, just not a huge fan of that insert. And I'm seeing a few complaints about that uh, as well. So uh, looking forward to getting that one to the table. Gosu X uh, is one that is a re-implementation of Gosu. And it's gotten some rave reviews. Uh, the the biggest one uh, coming from Eric at Gots a Lot of Games. He really recommended it, so I figured I might as well check that out. At the the price point, it seemed right, and uh, I do like a good two player game. Santa Monica and the Guild of Merchant Explorers both came in. I did order them from the uh, AEG sale. Uh, before all the shenanigans went on that I won't get into. Um, Guild of Merchant Explorers, I did get out to the table. Uh, very interesting, very quick and snappy uh, game that I got to play solo and uh, really quite enjoyed it. I, I thought it was very good. Really looking forward to playing that with some people so I can give that a proper review. Uh, Santa Monica, unfortunately, has not hit the table yet, but I feel like it should be coming out fairly soon. And then Frosthaven, um, I forgot to mention in all the shenanigans and everything that was going on with my move, that actually did finally come in and I have not had a chance to even open up the package. Uh, it's still inside of its original box. Uh, yeah, so that's a that's a whole thing right there, a whole another box of worms uh, to get into. Uh, as far as expansions, I also got the uh, Riffle and Dart expansion from Too Many Bones. I ordered uh, Dart at the same time as Riffle, uh, just you know because of the the whole shipping deal that Chip Theory does, and uh, really wanted Ripple Riffle, not Ripple, um, Riffle. And uh, I will also be having a lot of expansion content coming in for Too Many Bones uh, with the Kickstarter that's coming in. That will be a ton of content uh, that I am looking forward to getting out to the table. I do really want to make a concerted effort to get more of Too Many Bones played. Uh, it's been far too long since it's come to the table, and I do feel like I have a couple of playgroups up here that really would appreciate that content. As far as what I did get played and why I did get to the table, uh, High Score 
uh, from Thames and Cosmos. Uh, see, I said that right this time. Uh, this one was a very uh, light uh, dice roller I will be talking about in a very uh, near future episode. Uh, as well as Library Labyrinth, I did get the opportunity to get to that to the table. Distilled, which I will be talking about today. Uh, again, the Guild of Merchant Explorers, I did get to the table. Vegas Showdown is one that I got to the table this past weekend uh, with our um, you know, friends, Matt, Lori, uh, Jordan, and Bernadette. And I wasn't terribly thrilled with that one. Uh, I, I can't give a reason. It's one of those games that I just, you know, the component quality wasn't great. And just because the component quality is not great doesn't mean that it's a bad game. I just didn't really feel that game. Um, you know, it, it wasn't wasn't the worst game. I just think it's kind of showing its age at this point. And there's, there's better auction games uh, and better tile placement games out there. Uh, that I feel flow a little bit better uh, than this did. So that will be leaving the collection eventually. Uh, if I don't get it sold at Origins, it probably will go on the sale pile at a uh, very future convention. Uh, and then Frog Riders, we also got out. We wanted something quick to play, um, you know, so that we could, uh, you know, kind of keep things short. I was very very happy with frog riders um i was incredibly surprised because this one i picked up on the cheap just because it had frogs on it and you know it it just seemed like it was going to be kind of a throwaway game just to have on the shelf uh, you know because it had frogs on it again <laughs> and and uh people that know me know my affinity for frogs uh it really did impress me it's simplistic i mean it's it's not the world's deepest game at all uh but there are some you know variable conditions that come out uh that you're going to be trying to meet you know end game goals and uh public objectives as well so um really actually looking forward to playing this one again this one might actually be coming to origins to get played a little bit more because i think others would enjoy it as well and then finally, Astro Knights, I got the uh, full version of it finally to the table. I was very impressed. Um, you know, it, it played exactly as I remembered it. Uh, you know, again, good components. Uh, I really had a nice combo going with the two characters I had. Uh, one was basically in charge of all the weapons. The other one was in charge of, um, you know, buffing, uh, making sure that heals were going on. Um, you know, putting weapons onto um, kind of my weapon master's pile uh, as well. So really nice combo that uh, that came out and uh, tore through the boss pretty easily on that. Um, looking forward to using that combo on another future boss uh, and while I explore Astro Knights maybe a little bit more. So the game that I did want to talk about today is Distilled. Uh, that is from 2023. It plays from one to five players in 30 to 150 minutes. Designed by Dave Beck with art by Eric Evenson. 
and published by Paverson Games. Distilled is a highly thematic strategy card game about crafting spirits in a distillery with resource management and push-your-luck elements. In the game, you have inherited a distillery and are hoping to someday achieve the title of Master Distiller through purchasing goods, building up your distillery, and creating the world's most renowned spirits. Use cards to purchase new ingredients and invest in upgrades to your distillery, all while eventually distilling the spirit and sending it to the warehouse. Once in the warehouse, age your spirit to enhance its flavor and bottle it to sell it for major profits. Achieve the title of Master Distiller by having the most victory points at the end of the game. So a lot of care went into this game. First and foremost, I I really do want to commend Dave uh, on what is a very, very careful and uh, very thorough um, implementation of distilling elements into this game. There was a lot of research into different distilled beverages around the world. Um, you know, I, I'm most familiar with the ones from North and South America, obviously. Um, I did a lot of traveling uh, in my last job uh, to South America, and I you know, remember uh, distilled beverages like Pisco and Cachaca, and then, you know, you get into to Grappa from uh, Italy and that. And um, it, it just really um, kind of, it, it just felt like home. It was, it was nice to see all these little references to, to things that I had encountered uh, throughout my travels. And uh, really, really a cool uh, thing. Uh, a lot of thematic elements were also put into the gameplay. Uh, you know, for example, I, I don't know much about distilling beverages at all. Um, but what I did learn uh, through this game uh, is when you're distilling a beverage, you take the top and the bottom of uh, the batch, which are called the uh, heads and tails, and you set those aside, which leaves the middle portion or the heart. And the heart is really what you want. The heart's like the really good stuff. And you can use your heads and tails in later batches, um, which this game also replicates through a system where you set everything, um, you know, the the top and the bottom that you don't use aside, um, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, you know, it's, it's a thematic element, uh, but it also works from a gameplay perspective. I also feel like reading through the distilling process, I did a little research uh, into this review and just seeing, you know, kind of how things went and what the process was and, and learned a little bit more about it. Uh, enough was left into the game to make it interesting and thematic, um, but enough was taken out to make it accessible to a wider audience. And there is a really heavy game that could be made here, uh, you know, really replicating the process um, and trying to balance all those elements out. It, it is a complicated process, um, but I give Dave, again, a lot of credit for balancing everything out and, and really making a, a fairly accessible game, um, you know, to everybody through this. This is pretty easy to learn. Uh, very, very snappy once you get past the first round. Uh, the rounds go quick once you kind of figure out, okay, this is the cadence of everything. I'm going in, I'm buying these things, I'm putting 
um, you know, everything into my batch and then taking the top and bottom out. And then what I'm left with um, is what I'm going to go and distill. Um, you're, you're trying to basically distill certain beverages to fulfill certain conditions. Um, you know, your scoring conditions basically come down to what you distill, how you distill it, that kind of thing. And you're always going to be able to distill something pretty much. Um, but really to get what you want, you have to specialize yourself in, um, in what you're doing. And there's a little bit of a push your luck element, like I mentioned at the top of the review, um, which you can wind up getting some of those sugars um, that you would uh, normally want uh, taken out at the uh, either the the head or the tail of the batch and have that thrown out um, and and replaced back into your pantry. So um, there there's a little bit of risk, a little bit of reward, but it's not super super pressure luck heavy. Um, there's a little bit of it in there, but enough that you can mitigate uh, if you really want to make sure that uh, you're going to get out what you need. So there's a few different scoring routes, which I really enjoyed. Uh, the main one being whether or not you're going to distill something that is going to need aging. Uh, there's a whole aging mechanic in there, which you acquire flavors uh, which can help you earn additional points and also money, uh, which I thought was really fun. Um, the longer that you leave uh, things in there, the uh, more flavors it's going to acquire and potentially the more uh, money and uh, definitely the more points that you're going to get. Um, so I thought that that was cool. You don't get to see the flavors that come in until you uh, take everything out of the aging process and you kind of open up that barrel and see what you got. And that's a really neat, exciting uh, little mechanic. It, it doesn't have a huge amount. Uh, you do get some extra money. Um, you know what points you're going to get based on how long you've been aging uh, this product. But uh, just reading the different flavors had such a cool little thematic element, you know, just seeing the, the little notes that you were starting to, to pick up on your, on your um, distilled beverage. It was really, really cool. Uh, the components were excellent. This really did feel like a deluxe product. I know that Dave had mentioned a couple of different interviews I had seen that he really wanted this to be a deluxe product. Um, and I do want to have him on for, for an interview. Uh, I think we're getting that scheduled during Origins, so you have that to potentially look forward to. Uh, something that we had talked about beforehand, um, but unfortunately didn't get to uh, really follow through uh, until now after my surgery. So... Uh, looking forward to that and talking to him about a couple of different things. Um, this was also a fantastic Kickstarter. Um, I was really pleased with the transparency, the progress that was shown. Um, I've had some Kickstarters where they're just like, things are going okay, and that's it. Um, and Dave was very, very transparent and very open with things that were happening and some very interesting things did happen during the Kickstarter. So, um, you can read all about that on the Kickstarter updates for the game. 
Um, but kind of getting back to that deluxe product, it really did feel like a good deluxe product. Uh, the inserts that were included by Game Trays fit everything. They're very intuitive. Uh, they hold everything very, very nicely, uh, very snugly, uh, and again, super straightforward to put together. The artwork was fantastic. I hadn't heard of Eric before this. I know that he had done another game. I think it was called Marrying Mr. Darcy or something along those lines. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed the art. I thought that the art really kind of, um, you know, made this game stand out a little bit more and uh, really big fan of that. And it is something that I notice fairly often. A couple of, of points I did want to touch on, though, that that were minor nitpicks, uh, but they were there. Uh, the card text was really small, and I have seen people kind of pick up on this quite a bit. Um, it, it really does make the game kind of hard to read, you know, different card effects and what happens when you pick this up and, and play it. Um, it Sitting far away from the table, which um, I, I've had to kind of get used to, um, you know, recovering and everything, um, I couldn't necessarily go and lean over as much as I wanted to, as much as I have in the past. And that is something that I kind of pick up on now that if I am sitting in a certain position, can I read this? Can I understand what's going on? And I will say that that card text is really, really small, and, and it was hard to read. Um, I'm almost wondering if symbols would have been better, but at the same time, that could have increased the barrier to entry in other ways, um, where you would have to learn symbology, you would have to learn what all these different things meant. Um, so I'm kind of 50-50 about that, you know, how you handle it, you know, do you shrink the artwork? Uh, and you make these beautiful cards <laughs> look less attractive too. Um, you need them functional, but also aesthetically pleasing as well. So it's a balance. I just thought that the the card text could have been a little bit bigger and, and probably should have been. The color vision, however, was very good. Uh, there was double coating in just about everything that I saw. The player shapes uh, were different. Um, you know, everything was was kind of double coated uh, that I saw that I was very, very happy with. Um, so so very good job on that. Um, and then the other thing was that the game did feel like it could be on rails to a certain extent. Um, the the first game that I played was very much so on rails. It was very much like I knew exactly what I wanted to do, what I needed to do. Um, you know, this was extremely straightforward. I need to do this and this round and this and this round and just keep brewing this one thing. Um, which the variety in that kind of came from breaking that trend and almost saying, hey, you know, I'm going to do something else here because I want to see something else. And I did, and that caused some excitement. So might not have been the the most optimal and smartest play, but it was what I needed to do to make the game feel a little bit more exciting. Um, that said, my second game, I did feel like I had a little bit more latitude, and I do feel like that was due to the character that I was playing. It wasn't so straightforward, um, maybe a little bit more advanced. 
Um, so I, I feel like I had some more choice when it came to that. So I, I think it's very character dependent um, on what you're going to do. Um, also, potentially the mix of alcohols that are, are out, um, I, I feel like that might uh, have an effect as well. Um, so it's, it's not in all cases, but it is something that if you feel... If you don't like games that are on rails, um, you know, this could be a little bit of an issue for you on that. Um, That said, I will definitely say that there's a lot of variety to this. Uh, There's a lot that I haven't touched yet. There's a lot that I haven't seen yet, Um, you know, as far as the different alcohols and how they they play and everything. So um, I'm looking forward to exploring. And I think that that's kind of the hallmark of what I'm looking forward in a game that I'm going to be spending a decent amount of money on. Um, You know, I really want that feeling of, hey, I can come back to this quite a few times and explore this and explore that. And hey, what, what if I do this? And what if I do that? What if I take up this strategy? Or what if I go and just age everything, you know, and I have this revolving uh, aging kind of operation. Um, so I think from that perspective, this game provides a lot of that and it's, it's uh, really good like that. Uh, and then finally outstanding solo, extremely quick, uh, straightforward maintenance. Uh, the, the turns that were downtime were extremely snappy. It's basically taking a few cards, discarding them, and then refilling the market, uh, doing a couple of other things, and then you're good. Um, And you're back on your feet. You don't forget what your strategy is, which I feel is so incredibly important in a solo mode. Uh, I've said that quite a few times on the show, uh, and and this really fits that. So really great job on the solo mode and and making it uh, very satisfying and uh, still straightforward. So my final thoughts, this is a very, very good game. A couple of slight issues, which might just kind of take it out of that game of the year consideration for me. Um, I still think Darwin's Journey is really up there right now as far as the best I've played this year. Um, But it's not going anywhere. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing this with more people. And I know that uh, quite a few more people have, have said, I would like to check that out. I'd like to see... Uh, what's going on with it, and uh, looking forward to sharing. So uh, that was Distilled. And coming up, we are going to be talking about my Origins preview, what I'm looking forward to, and uh, some of the things I'm going to be doing while I'm there. So stay tuned. And welcome back. Well, Let's talk about Origins. Uh, Again, Origins is coming up so quick. uh, Within pretty much a week and a day of when you're going to be hearing this, I'm going to start heading down there. Uh, First off, I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to look real nice. Uh, I think we're getting our nails done on Wednesday as well. Uh, So I'm really looking forward to that kind of pre-con experience. Uh, I don't know what else is going to be going on on that Wednesday, but uh, really looking forward to 
to seeing some people that I have missed terribly. Um, and I will be talking about uh, some of the, the things that I'm looking forward to in the, the middle of this. But um, just know that I'm probably not going to name as many people as I'd like to just because I'm going to leave people out. And I don't want to do that because um, there's just so many people that I'm looking forward to seeing. And, um, you know, everybody's important. And I'm I'm just... It's been far too long, and uh, you know, December to June is an entire half a year uh, that I haven't seen my friends, and uh, looking forward to seeing them. So, let's get to some games first. So, let's talk about the games. Uh, as much as we say that Origins and these conventions are less and less about games for me let's face it, I need to report on them. And that's really the main reason I'm there. Uh, I'm I'm supposed to be there to uh, do some games reporting for y'all so that you know what I'm excited about and what I saw and that kind of thing. So the first thing that I'm really excited about is Motor City. I've heard a lot about this one. Uh, it is a roll and write by the Motor City Gameworks uh, that's made up of Matt Riddle, Ben Pinchback, and Adam Hill. I really enjoyed uh, Fleet the Dice Game and Three Sisters. I've talked about them both on the uh, show before. This will be for sale. Uh, I at least want to catch a demo of it. If not, just pick it up. Um, I, I love these roll and writes. Uh, they've got a lot of depth to them. And they're very satisfying. Um, just really, really uh, excited about Motor City. Beer and Bread is another one that's been out for a while. This is by Capstone. Uh, Two-player by Scott Elms. A multi-use card drafting game. Uh, where you kind of have to balance your beer and bread production. You get the lesser of the two. Uh, and um, I, I've heard a lot of good about this. I've heard some negative about it now, but I love good two-player games, and this one seems right up my alley. I mean, who doesn't love beer and bread both? Um, and then two games by CGE that I'm looking forward to. Uh, Lost Ruins of Arnak, the Missing Expedition expansion, uh, brings two new leaders and a solo uh, two-player campaign. Um, this is a campaign that was tweaked. Uh, there is a print and play and online, uh, campaign available for the game. Uh, this kind of brings it to the box form with some tweaked rules and, and, um, uh, improvements as well. So always looking forward to more content for that game. It, it's such a great game. Um, you know, one that doesn't again, get played. Uh, because I'm usually playing new stuff, unfortunately. Um, but uh, would like to see it come out a little bit more. And in addition, also from CGE, uh, Kutna Ora, uh, the City of Silver, which is an economic supply and demand game with sliding scales based on what you do in the game. So as you're trading goods, those prices are going to be fluctuating. Um, both of these are going to be demos. Um, but looking forward to both. I really want to see what Kutno Aura is going to uh, provide. Uh, I love a good economic game. I think, um, you know, Clans of Caledonia for me is like one of 
the coolest games just because of that market and just because the adjustments that uh, get made uh, during that game. Uh, you know, dry for some people, but for me, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a nerd. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Judge me if you will, but um, looking forward to that one. And then finally, um, you know, as, as I was going through the BGG uh, page of what is going to be demoed and that, uh, what's going to be for sale at Origins. The last one that really hit me is something that I need to look at, I need to uh, try to at least get a demo of, is Miller Zoo uh, by Hachette and Randolph. Um, that's a co-op game where you get to take the roles of real-life Miller Zoo um, associates in Canada. Um, you're trying to meet all your zoo animals' needs as well as managing the incoming ones. I did get a short preview of that at PAX U, really piqued my interest. Um, and then uh, this was a July release, so they may have some uh, pre-order copies there as well. Again, hoping for at least a demo just to see what's going on with that in uh, you know, its full glory. So those were kind of the games I was really excited for that I saw right off the bat. Um, you know, there's... Origins is much less of a uh, a convention that you're going to go and get those new releases anymore. Uh, you might get some early copies every once in a while, but much less so than it used to be. Origins used to be like, number two, if we're not going to do something at um, Gen Con, we're going to do it at Origins first. And that's kind of been cooled down uh, quite a bit. So, um, but you do get to see some of the things that may be coming up uh, as well. Things I am looking forward to. I am so looking forward to the <laughs> flea market so that I can get rid of uh, some of these games that have been in my basement for a while. Um, you know, the, the things that were just kind of on my cull shelf. I did uh, get a few of those sold, so I am looking forward to getting rid of those. And again, uh, I think four or five of them were on the unplayed list. Just games that, quite honestly, didn't fit that bill of, I really want to play this. I see myself playing this at some point in the future. And um, just felt like it was time. And, um, you know, again... That conversation with T, they really put into perspective that kind of viewpoint of if you're not going to use it, get it into the hands of somebody that will enjoy it. And uh, that's what I'm looking to do. I'm really looking forward to hanging out with Jamie and Olivia as well as a whole slew of people. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I again, I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of names. Um, I haven't met Jillian yet as far as I know. Um Maddie, that whole crew. Um, but I am looking forward to um, hanging out with all of them, um, you know, as as we go through the weekend. I'm looking forward to uh, late nights with pizza and writing down interview questions <laughs> at, at one o'clock in the morning, again, like, uh, like I was last year. So uh, hopefully I get more of those opportunities and, uh, and that. So uh, I'm also looking forward to the return to Hoofhearted Brewery. Uh, that was our uh, Thursday night uh, Thunderworks, Tim Vernig uh, hangout. Um, 
just it's such a crazy place. Um, it's so wild and wacky. Um, they have a pool there at the brewery just because why wouldn't you have a pool at a brewery? Um, and they had like Patrick Swayze night last time. I don't know what's going on this time, but I'm hoping that something equally as goofy um, and, and fun and whatever happens, I'm sure that we will have a great, great time. Um, I'm looking forward to playing games. I am uh, front-loading most of my meetings so that I can get those done and over with and have a little bit of time for not only the uh, opportunities that come up for later in the weekend to schedule interviews and, and talk to people um, you know, from the industry and get some content for y'all. Uh, finally built back up. Uh, it's It's been a while and it's been you know, kind of one of those things where I haven't had a huge amount of time to schedule interviews uh, with people from the industry. And I do miss doing that because I like bringing those stories to you. And I feel that it is important. Um, but also just playing games and being able to sit down to a table and do a demo um, and, and kind of getting into the next thing that I was going to talk about and discovering those new hidden gems. Um, you, you never know what you're going to run into. And almost always at Origins, I'm always running into something that I hadn't expected um, or that I thought, you know, I, I'm not even going to take a look at this. And then I wind up taking a look at it and I'm really glad that I did. Um, I think the 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 one that that really stood out to me uh, from last year was It's a Funny Story. And that was a game that I kind of figured, well, it's a clone of um, you know, Cards Against Humanity and it, it, whatever. I, I'm not going to like it, but I guess I'll go by the booth and that. And that game wound up being so much fun. Um, it, it's a great replacement for that type of game. Uh, when you're trying to get to know people and you're trying to, um, you know, kind of kick things off. Uh, that is one that I'm definitely going to bring with me to Origins. Uh, as we meet people, as we have these gaming sessions, having some stories and having uh, prompts to really uh, kind of get to know people, I think is is really a kind of a cool thing. So... Um, that is one that I am really looking forward to is, is discovering those new hidden gems and, and those, those games that were unexpected, uh, that I, I'm going to be so excited about on that drive home, uh, to talk to you about. And then finally, again, the community, you know, hanging out with a bunch of people that I haven't seen in a while. And I, again, I don't want to get into a huge amount of names, um, but Roberto, Matt, <laughs> you know, uh, Jamie, Olivia, Maddie, uh, you know, just a whole bunch of people. Uh, Lauren, um, again, there's there's eight million people that um, I am so looking forward to uh, seeing and uh, uh, in a couple of cases meeting that I've talked to online for like three years and I'm finally going to get the chance to talk to people. So um, really always looking forward to that. This is first and foremost about community, 
conventions about are about community, you know, 100% of the time. And the games are just kind of there as a backdrop. And, uh, Again, very excited to share that with with everybody. Um, so where you can find me, um, I'm going to be roaming around. Uh, the days that it's going to be easiest to catch me are going to be that Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so if you're coming down to the convention, um, I would try for Saturday and Sunday if we don't already have something scheduled. Um, but reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, ahead of time. That's probably the best way of doing things and just saying, hey, I'm interested in meeting up. Let's get together for a game uh, and we'll get something set up. I will be posting from the convention uh, on occasion so you can kind of keep up with me that way, especially if you're not there. Uh, We'll be missing you and um, looking forward to sharing, again, some of the cool moments uh, with you from the convention. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone, uh, just again, get a hold of me if, um, you want to get together, play a game. I'm just so excited and, um, looking forward to the opportunity to, to kind of getting back out there and, uh, getting on the horse again. Uh, I really missed, uh, Gamma. I am not going to lie. I had a little bit of a, a depressive episode, um, as I saw everybody at Gamma and as I saw them enjoying everything, uh, I miss the community and, um, you know, just fortunate and grateful that I'll be able to, uh, do origins and actually kind of missing, uh, the opportunity to do Gen Con this year because, uh, yeah, I, I've got the itch. <laughs> so I think I've blabbed on enough, uh, you know, to you, uh, about what's going on again origins game fair next weekend columbus ohio um, if you're in the area i definitely recommend checking it out it is the home convention for me uh, it the the tagline is um or or at the very least used to be uh where gaming begins and for me it's partially true i mean it didn't exactly begin there but uh, really, the the origin of this podcast was Origins Game Fair, and we had first talked about doing this at Origins, and hey, we should talk about games and record it, because we're going to talk about games anyways. Um, and here I am. So, <laughs> um, anyways, again, too much blabbing. Uh If you want to find out more, you can always check out our website at CardboardTime.com. Our Instagram and Twitter is at Cardboard underscore Time. And any questions, suggestions, or ideas for discussion topics, please email CardboardTime at gmail.com. Those are the places that you can always get a hold of me if you need to. So as always, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you around the table and maybe at Origins for another episode of Cardboard Time. And also, don't forget about that crazy, semi-lucid car ride home coming up in the next episode. Can't wait to share that with y'all. Good night. Bye. Whenever you're listening. See ya.